Good morning everybody on Tuesday 21st of April and we've got Wall Street not behaving itself overnight down 592 points. Our futures were down 53 but we're only down about 20 points. Our market seems to have anticipated a rather shabby Wall Street performance. It was down 135 yesterday. I was on the ABC this morning so running a bit late today. You can see that video on the website. Uh, Let's cover off the issue that is dominating the media headlines this morning, which is the oil price dropping 305% to negative $40 a barrel. Uh, It's a lot of fuss about nothing. The May futures contract for West Texas Intermediate, which is one contract, there's a June contract, July contract, the May contract expired last night. And because of the state of the oil market at the moment, uh, the liquidity in that particular contract was next to nothing. Basically, nobody wanted to take on the position of having to take take delivery of oil. So you had a rather amusing concept, really, that all these futures traders say uh, they're sitting in a skyscraper in New York and their their job is to trade futures. They have to offload their positions and roll them to the next month, usually. They have to offload their positions by expiry and the liquidity just dried up. They couldn't offload and they were paying people 40 equivalent of $40 for a barrel of oil to take the contracts off their hands. Otherwise, the uh, there would have been an oil tanker churning up the streets of New York and parking itself in the reception of a futures trading business saying you've got to take delivery. So, of course, they're trying to offload the uh, requirement to take delivery, and that meant for a brief moment the oil price has gone negative as they uh, try to offload. Uh, the reality is tomorrow's headlines are going to say oil price recovers 305% because the June contract's still trading around $26 Uh, in the UK, $22 in Asia, and the July contract for West Texas Intermediate in the US futures market is around $25 as well. The oil price was still down overnight, and the oil stocks are down overnight. But I do think these sort of headlines are creating a moment, which is not a a selling point. They're creating the low point, and that's uh, the time to be looking to buy rather than looking to sell. So I wouldn't stress yourself too much about the oil sector. The sector's still down 47% in our market. We do have some oil positions. We have actually reduced some of them this morning, but that wasn't really a view on the oil price. It's a view on strategy, which I'll come to now. We have been through the world is going to end panic, seen an ultra fast world is not going to end rebound. And we're coming into the sober reality kicks in period, which is going to be punctuated by cascading negative economic and corporate announcements, which will hopefully be followed by a recovery rally, which will be followed, fingers crossed, by a long, comfortable bull market. The biggest uh, risk to that scenario is this final stage is uh, not a long, comfortable bull market, but a long bear market. But let's not worry about that yet. Uh, The next stage is to be careful about corporate and economic reality, which is about to hit home after the world is not going to end rally that we've seen. As you'll be aware, last week we started to run cash up a little bit from being fully invested. We've gone to 15 to 20% cash in our two portfolios. And as of this morning, we are increasing that again, which is not a big call on the market, but we're going to sort of 35, 40% cash because we think this market is still volatile, still fast moving, and we still unfortunately have to keep making asset allocation decisions. The reasons for doing that are mostly technical. There is really no fundamental background to all this at the moment. 
Uh, volatility is picking up again. You can see the chart in the newsletter today. Just sort of bottomed. It's probably temporary, but it has definitely started to pick up again. And some of the market and stock charts are rolling over. I've got a Hekinashi chart of the ASX 200, which is beginning to roll over the top. There are a few MACD sell signals around on big stocks as well, like CSL, for instance, MACD sell signal. That chart's in the newsletter today as well. Also prompting us to cash up a bit was our weekend observation that the US markets already returned to the middle of the bull market trading range, which is just astonishing, really. It's only 15% off the top. If I remember at the top of the market, we were talking about $27 trillion worth of S&P 500 stocks trading on 23 and a half times, which is just a fantasy world PE for real businesses. And here we are uh, with the US markets anticipating significant earnings downgrades but is only 15% off the top. And we now have $24 trillion worth of stocks trading on 21 times. Arguably, the US market from the, from the very top of the bull market could have lost 20% on sentiment alone, even without coronavirus. But with coronavirus, it is uh, now above the bottom of the long-term bull market trading range. So everything's got to get back to normal really, really quickly to justify these levels. So there's uh, certainly some room in the short term for some sobering announcements, sobering earnings news, and for that market to come off again. We still believe that this is a long-term buying opportunity, but we just think it may present an even better opportunity in the short term. Uh, we're pretty sure we've already seen the bottom of the market as of March 24th. Uh, that really was a world is going to end moment. But we're not making any grand predictions. Uh, but I, I would suggest that that is certainly a flaw we're unlikely to see again, unless we see a long, long term bear market in, in the end. So we're partially cashing up again. And most of it is because we want to have the ammunition to buy stocks at lower prices. But it's also because we're a fund manager. And as we anticipate the market rolling over the top, we need a bit of cash to outperform. And we are fearful of share price shocks after damaging earnings announcements from corporates. Uh, we're, we're essentially in a results season now for the uh, ahead of the results season. The results season is three or four months away. And we're running the risk of individual companies having announcements now and downgrading. And they're certainly not going to be upgrades from this point. So although a fair bit of that's in the price, the reality stage is about to hit in. So we're just avoiding getting blown up on earnings announcements in specific stocks. So the first stocks that we've cashed up a little bit are the stocks we've got huge profits in, which are the sentiment-driven growth stocks that bounced so quickly, now probably need a bit of reality. We've retained a neutral holding on the banks. Uh, the sector's still 45% down, and we think it's discounting a lot of the bad news we're about to see at the results season, which is coming up next week and the week after, they'll see higher bad debt provisions, narrower net interest margins, you know, reduced or past dividends. But with the sector down 45%, it's already discounting a fair bit of that. Meanwhile, in a useful little section in the newsletter today, my colleague Ben O'Leary, who assists me on the portfolio management of the separately managed accounts we run, has put together a list of companies that have had guidance already, companies that have withdrawn guidance, companies that have raised capital, companies that have said nothing, which are presumably higher risk, companies that we think are damaged by COVID-19 and therefore at risk of some sort of negative announcement, companies that we think of uh, see, will see limited impact from COVID-19. So when the market turns, their share prices uh, should be okay. And probably quite safe to buy. And then, then there are a few companies that might even benefit out of COVID-19. They're, they're limited in 
Australia. But those lists are quite useful. You ought to have a look down there, see what you hold, see whether your companies have already had guidance or not, whether they've raised capital. Uh, it's really a risk assessment list to see and what you're really looking for are companies that haven't said anything that are potentially damaged by COVID-19 and those are the companies most at risk of some sort of blow-up announcement over the next few days, weeks, months. So that's about it. Message is pretty clear. Uh, getting cautious on the market in the short term. Volatility is picking up. Market's topping out a little bit. And whilst we don't anticipate any major uh, sell-off from here, we do think the market is going to trend down whilst it sobers up. And we do think there's quite significant specific stock risk around in the market at the moment.